And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 173. We are your host, Phil and Darren. Today is Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. And I'd like to say welcome to everyone out there. How are you guys doing? How's your day going? But in particular, how are you doing, Darren? I am particularly doing well. Yeah, enjoying uh, summer here in uh, our little port town and went and saw a movie today with my wife and uh, doing well. Are you about to rub in the fact that it's like 70 degrees and... Dude, 70? Try 62. Oh my gosh. Like, oh. I was oh, just man. talking to my dad down in California and it's like 98 where we used to live. So no thank you. I'm loving the 62. How about you, Father Bill? Today, our special guest is the one and only Father Bill, a uh, live streamer and uh, a VIP within the MechWarrior online community. Father Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. And how's the weather where you are? Yeah, it's a bit warm and humid. Near where... the Mississippi River, it gets oh, yes. pretty humid. I've been uh, the Mississippi River. Man, I miss the Mississippi. I had uh, catfish. On the Mississippi, one of the uh, times I enjoyed catfish the most, for sure. And uh, I love all the river boats. And I was just watching YouTube videos of people who create little pontoon houseboats and love living on the Mississippi. Random, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. I know, right? <laughs> I was going to say, Darren, uh, is everyone all right back home with all the uh, earthquakes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. We have family in Southern California, but uh, everybody's good. Dude, that was like... Uh. I don't mi yeah. I don't miss that. I grew I grew up. I was there for the big one in the, the what is it? 80 yep. is 89? 89. Yeah, with the World Series was going on. Um I I I just don't miss that all. That's like one thing. I'll deal with like floods, hurricanes, tornadoes though. That's another thing. I don't I don't really particularly right? like yeah, that's yeah. It's the thing. It's the natural disasters where you feel like you pretty much have no you have no control. say in the matter. <laughs> like yeah. you can't get out of the way of a, you know, like you can get out of the way of a hurricane. You can, you or at least right. prepare, right? Or at least you know it's coming. Yeah. A tornado like, could just drop down on your house. An dude. earthquake can drop, open a hole in your house, whatever. You it's, know. Yeah, I don't miss that. Anyways, guys, <laughs> uh, support for this podcast is brought to you by you, our patrons and Twitch subs and viewers and listeners. If you'd like to help support the podcast, consider becoming one of those and we would greatly appreciate that. But uh, as we said, Father Bill, I, I think this is uh, something I need to get off and, uh, my mind and something that I just shared with you. And I, I know I've said this uh, <laughs> We're story a few the times. We're already As uh, the first Metcon we were at, I remember being backstage and you had the audio I totally and, knew he was gonna and, bring this up. and video guys because it was hilarious. Me and Darren were standing right there and we're behind stage and the audio and video guys are, are sitting there. And all of a sudden I hear, dude, holy crap, dude, come here. Check this out. There's a priest. Guys, there's I think there's a priest in the audience, like right up front. No, he was like, in the front row. Like, yeah, I know. But he was like, he's there's that, a priest in the front row. And we were like, yeah, that's Father Bill. And he's like, hold on, <laughs> is he a legit like priest? And we we're like, yeah, the, that's Father Bill. And. It's, anyways, I know I shared that recently again, but it's just one of those things where it is a good memory. It is a good memory, and uh, I, I just wanted to share it with. And I think uh, you know, Father Bill, you've kind of always stood out in the community in that way. Um, you know, not there's there's a lot of different people in this community uh, from a lot of different backgrounds, but having a legit priest with your 
you know, the white collar there going on and, and streaming uh, pretty, you know, almost every day for years and years and years. I think it's a pretty unique situation. Could you kind of open us, open this up a little bit and just tell us about who you are, uh, what it means that you are a priest? Like, what are your, what are your priestly duties? What is your, what is a, a day in the life of Father Bill besides obviously uh, Mech Warrior? Well, um, I've been a priest for 20 years of the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. Started studying for the priesthood in 1995. Spent five years studying. Uh, I'm the oldest son of eight children. Wow. Wow. Um, was born in Italy when my dad was in the service. Uh, he spent three years in the U.S. Army Medical Corps, and uh, my sister and I were both born over in Italy. Came home. He took uh, 35 years in a hospital, which is pretty rare. Um, he was running a hospital for 35 years. That's really and, cool. Um, so my history is pretty much, you know, uh, been hanging around this neck of the woods uh, that entire time. Um, the last five years, six years, I guess now, I've been in a little town northwest of St. Louis, Missouri, northeast, excuse me, northeast of St. Louis, Missouri, called Brighton, Illinois. And for the first time in 20 years as a priest, I didn't have a school and found myself with lots and lots of spare time, even taking care of all the pastoral duties that I'm supposed to take care of, which includes saying mass every morning, uh, visiting with folks in nursing homes and hospitals, and you know, just trying to drop by folks on a fairly regular basis, um, meeting them in their homes and, and in the workplace. Um, found myself with an incredible amount of time. And just about the time that I got moved here, I must have been living in a hole when I was in my last assignment because I had never heard of MechWarrior Online. Um, and one day I was looking for the next MechWarrior. <clears throat> and it was in March, late March, early April of 14. And as you know, that was kind of an important time for MechWarrior Online. Uh, it was shortly after the, the launch party. And uh, I found out about it. And I had been playing MechWarrior games since 1989. Um, Microprose was a big part of my youth in high school. When we got our 8088 computer, we were able to play 8088 computer with a CGA graphics system, um, which allowed me to play uh, F-19 Stealth Fighter, um, what was the other one, Red Storm Rising by Tom Clancy, games of that nature, um, I, I Microsoft's all those. original flight simulator. Yeah. Um, well, one day I was at the video game store. I forget what it was. I don't know if it was... I don't even remember where I found it. But I found MechWarrior. And from that moment on, 
I've been playing MechWarrior games. The rest um, is history. The rest is history. So what, what April of you? 14 started playing uh, MechWarrior Online. Go ahead. I was going to say, what what attract? I guess what attracted you to MechWarrior? I mean, I mean, like, is it uh, before we uh, before we answer your question, Phil? Do we know what the audio thing is going on? Um, what are you talking about? I'm getting a lot of echo. Am I the only one hearing it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then we're we're good, smooth. Uh, so, what attracted you to MechWarrior Online? That was your question. Uh, it was a simulation game, and it yeah. looked interesting and i have always been interested in something that gets me into a tank into a plane or into a walking tank you know a battle mech um and the storyline ultimately got me you know that the storyline that was woven into that original mech warrior game just captured me and and then I found out about the novels and started reading and I found out about the source books and I started reading and reading and collecting and um, just the the whole universe itself was very compelling so that's why I hopped in and and did the the uh, continued playing the game you know and when the when the clans were introduced and and all of that started to you know, it just made it even more compelling as was, time went on. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, though. Like, the Microsoft Flight Sim, which, by the way, very niche market in itself. Did you watch uh, the new one, the trailer for the new one? I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, my gosh. Someone linked this video. You, like, I've never been a big fan of the, the Flight Sims, but the new one looks absolutely stunning. I think it's because they're doing the, like, I don't know what it's called. I don't know if they're using, like, LiDAR or whatever. They're actually using real... 3D maps, height maps, and and top mm -hmm. top graphical terrain, and not to mention the planes like, you know, brilliant. Um, but but you know what you know what's funny though is when that original flight simulator came out, I bet uh, Father Bill and myself both thought well, the same yeah, thing. Oh yeah. my god, that yeah, looks yeah. so I, I know, good. I know, I know. I guess what I'm saying is like it's getting to that point though that we're like yeah, fidelity, yeah, photorealistic. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. granted, another thing that you do on your stream um, is sort of a we're going to segue a little bit here just because um, this topic is you wear VR helmets a lot on your Elite Dangerous mm -hmm. streams as well. And to me, uh, I think it's fantastic watching it. It's I love the googly eyes, just FYI. I think it's yep. hilarious. But Absolutely. also, too, is like the where gaming is going, you it just totally makes sense. I guess the, the, the sim perspective, especially with you playing Elite Dangerous and like having to I think micromanage like all the nuances of flying around and interacting with not only the ship, but stuff going around. And um, I think it's some really cool tech and it's, it's really cool watching you, you know, interact. I mean, like I said, I never really got into elite dangerous, but I can watch your stream and appreciate like how cool it is, what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's an amazing step forward. I, I have always set up my computer setup in such a way that I felt like I was in a cockpit. I don't have a mech pit like, you know, the the mech pods that we had at, at, uh, we wish we at MechCon. I aspire to such a thing, but I have no carpentry skills. So, um, you know, I can put together the technical parts of it, but I haven't been able to do that, that micro uh, building of a cockpit. But now with the, 
with the VR helmet, you know, the head-mounted display, I look around and it's just like I'm in the ship. And yeah. I'm hoping, beyond hope, that in the not-too-distant future, and I know Russ didn't promise, but he said it is possible that I'm going to be doing the same thing from a Warhammer 6R <laughs> in nice pick. Uh, Mech 5. Whether it's Absolutely. if it's if it's right away or within, you know, a reasonable time thereafter, I'm looking forward to being able to do, you know, the same thing I do in the starships to do that in a in a battle mech. Absolutely, man. You're you're preaching to the choir, Padre. Um, and first of all, excellent uh, choice in in mech. <laughs> right away, that's going to get a message into Russ. I'm just going to remind him, hey, there's people out there, uh, VR, um, just because of the Warhammer comment. But yeah, absolutely, it it, it does. I mean, I ultimately, right? We all kind of want a Ready Player One experience. I think with the VR someday or or the holodeck or whatever. Um, you know, you and I got our start in gaming with the same game. I, I did read your Twitch page. Do you know, do you know what game that was? What was the first video game you played father bill? Pong. that's right. That was my first game as well. Late seventies. And, uh, yeah, man, video gamers for life. It's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I think one thing Phil and I can both relate as far as mech warrior is, um, number one, going down the rabbit hole and just absorbing everything, TROs and novels and video games and everything you can find. Um, but also, uh, the second thing is completely, uh, left my mind and I'm not going to remember it. So, well, but I, that's, that's one thing. I think I've asked you this in the past, but for anybody listening right now, you know, obviously you, you're, um, you're an active priest. How does your congregation, like, how do they react? And, you know, like to that, <laughs> how many then, of them know, or yeah, how many know? And, and they you know, all know that I'm a computer geek. Okay. Right. I have shared that very clearly with them. The kids know that I stream Twitch, and they just kind of look at me and say, why don't you play GTA 5? And I'm like, there are reasons that I don't play <laughs> GTA 5. Um, Role play, Father Bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the older folks, my director of maintenance, when he comes in and I say, yeah, I need a power supply here, and he just shakes his head and just looks at me like, are you insane? So there's a variety of different experiences that the folks have. I don't know because not only do I stream MechWarrior Elite and a few other games here and there, but I also stream our mass on Sundays. Yeah, so I've seen that. They're very, very familiar with that because... That ultimately is why I have the connection that I have, is so that our homebound um, folks, really, who who may not have a connection at all to faith or to a faith community, are seeing that via our YouTube page. And um, that's what allows me to do my avocation, so my vocation leads to my avocation, which is uh, a very surprising thing to me because when I started this, when Phil helped me set up a, uh, an overlay a long time ago, 
Um, when I started to do this, you know, it was for very small, very, very small um, goals. And it has grown into something that I still look at it and like, how? how? Yeah. You know, where? how did I get here? Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a surprise to me every day, you know, when I hop on and do the things that I'm doing, I just kind of scratch my head and say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing with you though, your personality, you've got a very laid back personality. You're always supportive. Uh, there's been no negative. I mean, so I'm not surprised, especially streaming, MWO. I don't know all those Father Bill controversies that have <laughs> happened over the years. Um, but to me, there's been none. Yeah, it's no surprise that like people tune in. And one thing too is you have a pretty consistent schedule. You're up early, like super freaking early. Um, I try and retweet day. you whenever I can, yeah. but man, you are. We <laughs> yeah, are it's not like five. It's like schedule. four o'clock my time, and I'm yeah. like, what in the world? But well, there's like, a reason for that. There's a reason yeah. for that. In in that. During the school year, I'm not only am I priest at two small parishes in uh, Brighton and Medora, I'm also chaplain at the high school that I graduated from, and I spend three and a half days a week at that high school. So that chewed up a huge amount of time, and over the years, I've experienced and have had to, to deal with insomnia, and it was a strange set of circumstances that led me to that early, early slot was I had a couple of nights where I strung it together and couldn't sleep. You know, I just, I, I could not get any sleep. And I thought, you know what, I can stare at the ceiling for four and a half, five hours, or I can get up and play Mech Warrior. And then that led to, well, there's really not a whole bunch of folks streaming Mech at this time. So... Hey, you know, fill the slot. Yeah, fill the slot, and it's it's supply just and demand. You know, strangely enough, strangely enough, although I still suffer from insomnia every so often, since I started doing that, I'm in bed by eight most nights. Um, in bed by eight, up by one, two at the latest, and then on at three. So. Um, uh, now that has changed during the summer because I don't have the school slot. So I don't have that huge three and a half day, uh, chunk of time that's come out. So I can stream normal hours, <laughs> if you will. Uh, not my normal hours, but you know, during a daytime slot. Um, I know the folks in Europe really appreciate when somebody can stream at oh, yeah. the start of their day. So Absolutely. I'll yeah. go back to that. Health health allowing, I will go back to that um, uh, when school gets back into session. Otherwise, I'll have to figure something else out. But as uh, long as my health continues to improve and, and get better, um, I fully intend to go back to that regular, my normal time slot. Well, it's definitely nice, uh, you know, having you there on, like Phil said, you do have a very regular schedule and it's always good to see when you're going on and, uh, you know, that, uh, we're all still here. Um, 
And I was wondering about the sleep thing because I, you know, two parishes, a high school, streaming, everything. I figured either you're not getting a lot of sleep or there was something like that. So that's interesting. Um, now, Phil brought up something uh, what I'm curious about as well. In all your time streaming, different games, whatever, different communities, have you ever been approached or met another uh, either, I would say, a, a priest or a pastor or something like that that uh, does something similar to you? Never run into anybody who does something similar, but I have run into guys, both Roman Catholics. I, I actually have a guy who resubbed today who's an Anglican priest. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who who are Twitch consumers and gamers. Um, but I have not so far run into anybody else who is uh, a minister of any sort who does uh gaming you know does twitch gaming uh as a streamer i wonder yeah. if that's because of the demographic of streamers for the most part you know like like what do you mean i mean age thing i mean if we're honest i mean just straight to the point i mean it's a, it is a newer thing as well and i'm not saying you don't see uh you know in, in this he, this is the, every I, every I wasn't show saying you're old. I, I know that was. I guess my point being is like <laughs> uh, usually. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You think of priest? You think of a little bit older of a of person that's an already established? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's. Or maybe there are others out there that just you wouldn't know because maybe they don't wear the the, the garb as well, and where yeah. they don't broadcast because. And that was another question I had was like. Uh, obviously, have you ever had to deal with uh, discrimination or any like sure. negative context? Oh, I'm absolutely sure. Sure, and I've got a yeah. real good set of mods who are very, very helpful in either redirecting those folks and giving them an opportunity to ponder more gentle comments or outright hitting them with a ban hammer. Um, uh, you know, so, and, and I've had to do that occasionally too. Um, I, I, I'm always welcoming, uh, questions and comments, but as I've said many a time, I want folks to be respectful, respectful of me, respectful of each other and respectful of the space that is the community that is being created here on Twitch. And I don't think that's asking too much. No, I don't think it is. And I mean, in general, like the, uh, I think I've, anytime I've watched you, it's always about the game you're playing too. It's not like you're, you know, like someone could be like, oh, he's on a soapbox about this or that. It's like, I've never, I've never seen well, that as well. And that brings something up. Like, I mean, I haven't seen you preach once other than when you're obviously streaming your sermons. Um, do you intentionally keep religion out of your streams or do you answer religious questions when people ask them or which i've i haven't encountered that during one of your streams but i'm sure if somebody asked you're the friendly type of person who would like to answer but have you ever seen your stream as a way to to get the word out essentially uh i don't actively try and do that but you know i'm a cheerleader you for are who you Church. are yeah yeah <laughs> It is what I am. And and so when someone asks a question, I'll give my understanding of the Catholic faith. But I am not... Um, I am not a televangelist. 
An evangelist, yes. A televangelist, no. I'm not going to impose my understanding of God and creation on anybody. But if somebody asks a question, I'm certainly going to share with them what I understand um, and say, hey, you know, this is my understanding. You have to find your own way. But if you have additional questions, and that's when I invite folks to pop over to my Discord and, you know, you, you can't have a long dissertation on faith and morals in the middle of a Twitch stream. It just, it, it doesn't work that way. But if somebody has a deeper question, um, I invite them over to my Discord. I try and have regular times that I'm in the Discord so somebody can pop in and we can have a chat. Um, and I've helped folks, you know, uh, at least I hope I've helped folks. I've certainly answered questions and, and I hope that I've helped folks, um, if not in the stream itself, in that experience in the Discord. Well, we know you have fans in the community, which is obviously why you've been uh, repeat VIP to Metcons. And, um, you know, I, I know that there's a, a big appreciation for you in our community. And uh, we've always appreciated you being here. You know, it's you say you can't give a dissertation or whatever in the middle of a stream, but you know, there's some people that do and, and oftentimes uh, they can be negative or um, angry or whatever. And Phil and I have always had, you know, the, the be positive type attitude. And it's nice uh, to share that with others and have other people out in the community like that, which has been the case for everybody that we've had, you know, on these, uh, these recent podcasts. Well, and I think there's a reason for that. I mean, innately, you know, the world that we live in is crazy at times. And, you know, so you get home, you want to just check out, you want to just play games or, and, or you want to view and just, you want to be entertained or talk to, and you don't want to worry about potentially stuff that's going on. And I feel like that's another thing too, that I was going to ask is obviously in your context, you, why do you stream? You know, like, I guess that's the question. Why do you stream? Is there besides to help yeah. you sleep? <laughs> Um, so my goals when I first started streaming were twofold. One, support the MechWarrior community because I have been, let me use a word. I have been blessed by the people and experiences that I have encountered playing MechWarrior online. Um, the game served as a, as a lifeline when I first found the game because I was kind of, uh, I was looking for a group of folks who had a similar understanding of, of, uh, gaming and, you know, first with the, the unit that I joined and then with the group that grew out of that unit, um, uh, I was supported and informed <laughs> when I first started playing the game. Uh, again, my desire for simulation, I was using pedals, throttle, and although I am regretting he's about, he's about that to I'm about to say this, <laughs> I used a flight stick. Yep. The first six months I played the game. You weren't the only one. Remember BB Wolf at the launch party? I did not see yeah. the launch party. Yeah, she played in the, the tournament. I'm pretty sure she played in the tournament with it as she well. She did. Yeah. She did. 
but and she one. used it. She used the flight stick as a throttle and for leg placement. She always pointed with the mouse. Right. Uh, I used it as a point stick, and until I discovered through the intercession of the First uh, Battalion of the Headhunters of Davian, the joy and the absolute thrill that is Gauss sniping. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then I started because I would use the the throttle and and I still use throttle and pedals. I for me it's just a it's a whole simulation thing, but the uh, pointing I started using the the mouse to point so that I could shoot with Gauss. I'd use the the flight stick for everything else, but then I figured out I was better at it with the mouse than I was with the flight stick. So the flight stick has been relegated to uh, flight sims like Elite Dangerous. So uh, one goal was to um, support the MechWarrior community. The second goal that started, that was the start of it, is I'm very proud of the gaming community that I belong to, the First Cruises Recon. Can see behind me the the image of our uh, the Federated Sons starburst and sword uh, with overlaid by a Cameron star. You can't quite see the Cameron star, but you can see the the uh, starburst and sword. Um, that's our lore, you know. But the First Cruises Recon is is the group that grew out of the Headhunters of Davian, and um, we started very strong. We, we had a good group. We had about 50 people and we were dropping CW constantly, uh, well, uh, faction play now, faction play constantly. And, and we just had a really good cohesion. We were good friends. And then as time moved on, we started to lose that cohesion. We started to lose, um, we started to lose numbers. And, and I very much wanted both the, the former members of First Cruises Recon and prospective members to know, hey, we're still here. We're still a thing. And um, so I started streaming and, and I sent Phil some graphics and made sure that the, the First Cruises Recon was on the, the First Cruises Recon logo was everywhere that I could put it reasonably. And uh, so th those were my initial goals: was to support the MechWarrior community and to support my uh, my mi micro gaming community, the First Cruises Recon. It's grown out of that since. Um, I'm still trying to to get every goal solidified because, like I said, it's grown to something that I just kind of scratch my head and go. How did I get here? Um, but the idea is there that maybe it would be good to be a partnered streamer. For me, the the primary goal in that is to get, um, at least right now, the primary goal is to always get transcoding. Yeah. There are a lot of folks out there who just don't have a good internet situation and... Um, I know a few little um, tricks that help. If I'm not getting transcoding, I can reconfigure my my settings in such a way that it helps. 
but getting transcoding so that folks who don't have, you know, the 10 gigabit or 10, what is it? What is one gigabit uh, that the Google Fiber folks have? Uh, not everybody has that. So to try and be as present to the um, community that I'm trying to take take part in, um, transcoding is is very important. And and there's a stability that would be part of partnership that I'm interested in. Um, so that's that's a relatively recent thing though, because I never imagined I would be on a partner track, but it's, hey, you know, it's a possibility. So are you, might are as you, well consider pursuing it. Are you monitoring your stats? They're pretty good about telling you what you need to do, right? Yep. And for yeah. me right now, the, the biggest thing is um, I've met every everything and like Loken and like a few others, it's that average viewership. Yep, that's gonna. I know that's the most painful one. Well, and the, the kicker thing is too, um, and I've talked to Logan quite a bit about this. Um, but to just apply for partnership, you have to hit those minimum requirements. That's just to a, a, the application. It isn't to be accepted. It's mm -hmm. and like that's the difference between their affiliate, which in my opinion is very. It's very low hanging fruit. I think anyone can achieve it within like a week if they really wanted to. Um, but the partnership, the biggest thing, difference is transcoding, right? I mean, that's like the, the, well, the no, golden thing most no, people want. There's, there's other factors. Um, sure. You, but you, I would say there, there's the emotes, the transcoding, um, you actually earn, uh, for instance, the tiers for the emotes, you actually then earn the split revenue. Whereas like a tier three, if you're an affiliate, right. you only get 50%. So someone yeah. that I don't, I always question Twitch on that because it's like, the people that are struggling the most, you yeah, make it you're hardest ripping for them, them to off. succeed. Yeah, you're ripping them off. Um, you still get 100% of your bits, but... Transcoding for all. Well, that <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where it, it's there's no definitive just like, hey, if you have 150 to 200 people, you know, you're going to be accepted if you, ha if you have that every single time in your stream and, you know three, four times a week and you're, you know, like it should just be a like, hey, you have to meet these requirements to be accepted, but they, they, they haven't done that. And I don't like that. And it sucks because I do feel like people get good streamers, good content creators get um, sort of hosed um, yep. in that regard. And I, well, I that don't kind of, like that. Yeah, I agree. I, that kind of brings up the next uh, question or questions. Um, you know, we're talking about some of the downsides or the struggles with uh, Twitch streaming. What to you, Father Bill, has been the best thing about streaming over the years, and it could it could be doesn't have to directly relate to streaming. It could be something that happened as a result of streaming, and vice versa, or the opposite. What's been your biggest struggle or the biggest downside of uh, streaming for you? Community. The community biggest is downside. The, uh, biggest is <laughs> the biggest. Well, you yes. said you said what's the the positive? Yeah, no, I know. I was joking. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> just wanted to make sure yeah yeah because uh, you started out saying you know uh, regardless um the community that has found itself that i have found myself in the middle of that's the best way to say that is unbelievably uh positive in yeah. my experience both the mwo community and i appreciate all the support that you folks have have given me um 
you know, getting me out to, to Metcon the last couple of years, um, supporting me through bits, supporting me through um, donations and, and subs and, and all the way, you know, just the, the retweets and, and all that support is was unexpected and, and truly uh, a blessing to me. Uh, it, it, you know, on those days where it's like, can I do this today? Do I have the energy to do this today? And then you start getting those attaboys, you know? Yeah, I can do this today. I get energy from it, which, you know, being a classic introvert, extroverting myself like I do on a stream uh, in a safe space, because, you know, I'm in my safe space here. Uh, so it's it's not your typical um, uh, introvert, extrovert type of a situation, but I'm able to get that energy that I need to keep going. And for that, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to the community. Um, uh, I get to play with toys. That's another piece. I'm a geek. I like technology. Uh, I joke with my family that we've got a defect in the Y chromosome in the Kessler genome that allows us to be techno-inspired. Uh, with my dad's generation, it was hi-fi and, and uh, 35 millimeter photography. With my granddad's generation, it was automobiles and and uh, hi-fi, you know, not hi-fi stereo, but hi-fi audio with their generation before them, et cetera, et cetera. And with my generation, it's, it's audio equipment and computers. I have no idea what the next generation is going to be in, but my, my nephew is a content creator. He's a, he's a, uh, an accredited sports writer for, um, uh, even though he's just a podcast creator, he's been accredited as a sports writer, um, and he's not even out of college yet. So he's awesome. already taking those steps and proving what I what I've joked about that there is a defect in the Y chromosome of the of the Kessler family that allows us to have this avocation for technology. So I get to play with toys, um, you know, the whole VR thing. It started really as a toy, and now is proving to be um, still a toy. I, I'm not <laughs> going to be so so bold as to say it's a tool, but there's some neat stuff that I can do with it, um, and that I'll be sharing with the kids at the high school um, uh, once school gets started. So they'll be able to see something um, that this has just recently come out. But the Anne Frank house, um, Anne Frank was a, uh, a murdered Jewish girl from the Second World War. And that house in which she lived made for a significant story. Well, someone has brought out a VR tour of that house. So our kids who could never go there, you know, while they're still in high school, will be able to experience that. And I plan on bringing that to them when the school year starts. I think what's cool about that's that too cool. is just like how, 
you're more up to date than probably the kids' parents are as far as the tech and how it relates to the kids and their lives as well. And I mean, me and you have talked, you helped me actually uh, to branch off here. You say tech. One thing that I know you're passionate about too is uh, electric cars and mm-hmm. um, Elon, you know, Elon and, and, and Tesla and, and all that. You helped me uh, when me and my wife were looking for uh, replacing her car i was like hey you know we're checking out the chevy volt you know what are the things to consider and you were like a plethora of knowledge almost too much it was like okay like here's the charging <laughs> stations here's the websites and both but it was it's it's one of those where um speaking of is there anything in the the like are you paying attention to the like i know tesla hasn't announced their um truck yet the consumer truck um but I know that other company, uh, was it Rubian? Is that is that the name of it? It's, I think Jeff I've Bezos. I've seen that truck. Um, and yeah, it was just recently announced. Um, yeah. Right now, Tesla is bringing the fourth vehicle, the Model Y. Um, so S, 3, X, and Y will be their next. Uh, I, I can't say that I'm a big fan of their naming convention, but you got to give them consistent yeah they're consistent well and and they're they're consistent that kind of brings up you know something that was in my mind about you you know you and i are both you know roughly similar ages or whatever Mm -hmm. grew up in the same time frame um and i remember as a kid you know watching those old sci-fi movies where uh, a spaceship a rocket ship very specifically a rocket ship could take off but then also land again and then my whole life growing up, NASA's ditching them in the ocean and whatever, and, and, and there's never been those rocket ships landing again. And now we have literally cars that are driving themselves, people every day, or, you know, uh, you see you show up on the internet, people like video, people asleep in their cars and their Teslas as Dude, they drive. That's not or, a good thing. That's or, not a or, good thing. No, it's not. Or being sinful in their cars as well. But anyway, it's these self-driving cars and these rocket ships that are landing. When we were kids, that was 100% science fiction. And now here we are experiencing a world where these things are, you know, absolutely becoming a reality. Um, For a techno guy, that's got to be just amazing, right? Because I was the same way. I grew up, you know, popular mechanics and and all popular science and all those magazines. And, you know, I love that kind of stuff. And... You know, when when the the rockets first came back and landed on the platform and it brought me to tears because it was taking me back to my childhood, you know, and I didn't I just never thought this stuff would I'd see it. Um, Do you do you experience similar feelings? So strangely enough, um, I was sitting in a college auditorium. Watching my St. Louis University Billikens, I'm a graduate of St. Louis University, Um, they were winning a basketball game. And I got a a tweet um, that SpaceX was launching their next one and that they were going to be landing one. So my brother, who had gotten me the tickets, who had gotten me my ticket, and I was sitting next to him, I said, "Um, I hope you don't mind, but I need to pay attention to this. So, yeah, this, the, the whole landing and relaunching rockets to me has been a great joy yeah. and and the the spaceships that i fly in elite dangerous elon musk is making possible that future is it going to be exactly what i'm doing in elite dangerous no 
but the fact that we are probably almost certainly going to be a spacefaring race of some sort, it's because of the advances that are happening. Um, and the fact that, you know, for their first Falcon Heavy launch, they launched his model, uh, his Roadster, <laughs> with a, with a, a, a mannequin instrumented or mannequin. Yeah. Uh, you know, to see what the stresses were on that vehicle as it went on its way to Mars, to me is, is uh, I'm living in the future. Yeah. Which I never imagined with the space shuttle, which I grew up with, which seemed futuristic, but very realistic. Well, no, this, this stuff, landing rockets and then flying them weeks later again, that is living in the future. The, yeah, man. To me, it blows my mind when I watch the footage of it. Like, it, it looks like a movie. That's, that's what it is. Like, I've only seen stuff like that in a movie, a sci-fi movie. Like, and to just watch the rockets come down. I mean, you see, it, that, that's the only description I can put it, like, is it does. It looks completely sci-fi, and it's, it's, it's pretty amazing um, to obviously be, like, this is going on. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the Tesla stuff, I uh, talked to you quite a bit. I'm always like just keeping an eye on it. I mean, obviously the Model 3 that came out um, and other car companies are, you know, in the works and going to be released. And there's other electric vehicles as well. But as far as like they are the leading one and as far as like the range uh, that they're getting. Mm -hmm. um, and now, yeah, it's Rivian. That's the other company. If you guys look up the truck, it's uh, R-I-V-I-A-N. Um, it's the company is backed by, I think, like I said, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy, um, or he dump money into it or whatever. Um, and it looks a little bit different, but it's got some pretty amazing range as well. Mm -hmm. And I know um, the, the crazy thing is I didn't realize that, you know, the F-150 the outsells every other truck combined, just mm -hmm. that, just that thing. And so that's, that's going to be the, the truck that, you know, Tesla is going to be gunning for that market of saying, uh, you know, Hey, we want to sort of take over. Um, so anyways, it'll be cool seeing that, um, you know, as, as progress, do you, um, what about like solar and stuff? Do you follow any of that tech? Uh, if I had a little more in the realm of, um, if I owned my own home and I was not living in a parish resource, I'd have solar and Tesla power walls yeah. or some form of battery backup um, because I believe in renewable energy. I think that uh, renewable and other non-traditional power generation is going to be very important for the future. I have a slightly different spin on it. There are things that petrochemicals can do that only petrochemicals can do, and we need not burn it. We need to keep it for those things. Um, I also like the the whole let's keep the environment. Um, uh, let's let's do what we can to support the environment. But I'm I'm a very practical uh, in this. I'm a practical environmentalist in that you know we need medical grade plastics. We need uh, the the things that only petrochemicals can do. And once we've used up all that. 
we got to figure that out and and we got to make this stuff last as long as possible and by going to um a little little town just north of me um when they built their most recent um public housing system put up as because they got a grant from the government put on solar cells and windmills micro windmills not these giant you know i just drove across kansas and uh saw these enormous uh windmills but they put up micro windmills so that you know even that little community is generating renewable energy so i really do think renewable energy is going to be something very important for the future and of course fusion if we ever figure that out will uh, change things but until then we need to use as much renewable as we can to hold on to the resources that we do have and use them responsibly yeah regardless of where you fall on what side of the line as far as all that goes there's just logic to where we do have limited resources and we do have options and it certainly doesn't hurt um, and certainly could help um, so I agree. I mean, obviously, there's places where you can't get rid of, uh, you know, oil and, and gas completely. But um, I love all the new technology. I love it, you know. Well, there's, um, there's another reason as well. But it's mm. more of as the cost goes down, it's consumer friendly. Like everyone yep. would love to be able to say, hey, you know what? You're not going to pay a dime for your electric uh, bill every single day. But it's really not practical for someone to be like yeah you only have to shell out twenty thousand well, dollars but it'll recoup yeah. in like five it's like well when that and there's price a few can... people who don't want to say that you can get uh, your your energy for free pg and e for example <laughs> yeah but i mean i guess that's the thing is like uh you know as the cost goes down to be able to do said um i don't think anybody's against like that it's it's, it's just, that you know. it, it, it's yeah i mean it's it's that uh when, when any any new technology starts out it's got to get yeah popular like, enough to where it's mass produced yeah. to where the cost comes down and can be reasonable. like right but now yeah. like i looked at it for our house i was just curious and there's websites that actually use it's actually pretty cool google uh maps that because they map they can see the square footage of your south facing roofs and so forth and it'll estimate how much power and basically now it's like i said it's it's around you know 15 ish to eighteen thousand dollars, but then there's uh, state and federal incentives that can knock that down a little bit, but then you recoup your cost in about four to five years. And so again, now jump ahead another five years, where's that price? How's that came down? Same thing with like Tesla and their, um, they're still, they haven't released any new up-to-date information, but their, um, solar powered, uh, roofing tiles that look yeah. amazingly. I mean, they look yep. amazing, but one of the things they're, uh, they're, Still working idea. on is to it's really hard to get the like form factor i guess the size and then mm -hmm. the tensile strength of like so you don't actually something just doesn't hit it and shatters and i guess that's what they're still working on but i mean it's just right know. around the corner yeah and um yeah, yeah hey. materials technology will get to that point and yeah. and those those technologies will be very accessible absolutely my whole town i live in is uh you know a solar um I don't every house around here in my neighborhood has solar panels. You got solar bikes, you got uh, all these boats have solar power. You know, I, Which I is love funny it. considering that probably the lack of sunlight, the lack of sunlight, I right? know, right? But but the nice thing that actually that's what's cool about it is it doesn't take 
clear blue skies. Yeah. It can be overcast yeah, yeah, and you're still getting power. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every little yeah. bit is free energy from the sun. So, you know, it's, yeah. Anyhow, uh, Elon doesn't need any more plugs from us. Let's get back <laughs> to streaming and video games. Um, you mentioned, uh, obviously, you're, you're, you have huge ties, long ties into MechWarrior and Battletech. Um, and we appreciate that. It's always nice to have another mech head around here. Um, and you're playing Elite Dangerous, another cool game. Definitely appreciate that. What else are you playing right now? Anything else uh, piquing uh, your interest? I've been recently introduced to the Total War series. Okay. Um, so I'm playing um, the Three Kingdoms, Total War. I played Total War 20 years ago um, and and haven't touched it since. So it's kind of fun getting into it again, getting into that real-time strategy type type of game. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, of course, M5. Of course. You know. Mech 5 is, is I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm trying out different ones. Um, I missed a sale, so there's one I really want to try. Uh, it's the Pathfinder role-playing type game. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people liking that. It. I missed it by that much. Um... Uh, so I'll wait till the next sale comes up and then I'll pick that up because I, I have a very well-developed sci-fi fantasy brain and I enjoy that, that genre of game. So, um, obviously I'm playing Battletech. Um, I, I have just lousy luck with it though. So <laughs> I haven't rage quit it yet, Is but I have alive? had to walk away from it a time or two so that I didn't rage quit. Um, are you having, a, are you struggling with surviving or are you trying to get specific mechs and you're just never getting them or what's, what's the difficulty? I've lost the four pilots, <laughs> the four pilots you start with, including my pilot being out for six months, more times than I can count. And you know, when I lose behemoth, I kind of know, well, that playthrough is done uh, because, you know, of course you're going to lose Decker. You yeah, know? of course. <laughs> Decker just... That's what he's there normal. for. But when you lose Behemoth, who's the, the bulwark, is the strong one. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... So I've lost... I've, I've restarted it more times than I can count. And even with the changes, I struggle with it. But I go back to it periodically and... Um, have you played Rogue Tech? It gives me practice in patience, and have, I will leave it at that. Have you um, have you played Rogue Tech? I have not played Rogue Tech, okay. although the one that I'm looking at is the XLRP yep. variant, um, which Gimpy plays. Yeah. And that one looks, it's not quite as complicated as Rogue Tech. It doesn't have as many moving pieces, and so it looks like it's, two things one i think it's a little more stable and two it works with um urban combat urban warfare yeah urban warfare yeah, yeah. i i did i found rogue tech there was things i really once i got into it and actually was playing there's things i could really appreciate but then there were so many things i feel like that i could have not had but then i went and played the vanilla and it was like it just there it was I wouldn't say a shallow experience, but some things seemed very dumbed down 
Um, like for instance, I like the initiative system, how they have it in Rogue Tech, but the vanilla initiative system, I'm not as much of a fan of, um, just of how, how it affects your gameplay. Like, you know, um, and uh, some of the rework they did on the skills I can sort of see because, you know, Bulwark becomes like the go-to still like mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like you'd always like go after like just legging the max and stuff. And you may not be able to do that on, on some of the things Rogue Tech. And again, for those that are listening, Rogue Tech isn't it's not one mod. It's literally like a compilation. So there are mods in there that I feel add probably a negative at least for me experience but then there's others that i feel like would be great in the in the base game as well (laughs) (laughs) all right well sorry well anyways um but um mech 5 you obviously played mech 4 mech 3 i'm assuming i don't know Mm -hmm. if you were a mech commander all of them uh i played everything through the base game of, uh, well, I, I no, I did have Black Knight, uh, Mech Four Black Knight. I did not play Mercenaries, so I missed that. Okay. Um, that came out just about the time I was starting my first assignment. I got a little busy, <laughs> so um, played sure. everything through Black Knight, and then um, uh, came back through uh, in fourteen to MWO. So yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to the experience. I mean, I've loved, I've played Mech 5 now twice. Yeah. And the first experience was incredible, although I really wanted my pedals and throttle um, with the first playthrough. The second playthrough wanted my pedals, but the throttle and the, and the, the flight stick experience was tremendous. Um, so I think that that aspect of things is going to be very useful, uh, very, very enjoyable. That's a better term, enjoyable for the future. Um, and getting into a scenario based where it's, you know, I'll never, long as, as long as we've got NWO, I love the 12v12 um, experience. I, I like the unpredictability, although sometimes it gets very predictable. There are times where it's like, oh, I've not seen that before, or it's been a while since I've seen that. Um, but getting into something that is story-based, scenario-based, uh, and that has the, the destructibility that Mech 5 has shown that it can do, I'm looking forward to that, very much so. Yeah, Mech 5 is going to be great. We're all looking forward to it. Thank God for the, uh, specifically you can, uh, for the modability. And then mm-hmm. may- maybe, perhaps, we can get uh, Paul to donate to your church, one of the sim pods. We'll see. <laughs> I hear there's a long list. Um, but uh, one question I've been asking, I asked uh, both of our previous guests that I kind of like because it... Um, you know, says a little bit about who you are and, and, and your, your, your passions or your likes is if you could design any game. Now you've been a gamer your whole life, started with Pong, you played all the Mech Warriors, played, uh, you said you're into sci-fi fantasy. If you could design any game yourself, what would it be? Would we have the first church simulator? No, wouldn't be a church simulator. I'd be walking on the moon. Walking on the moon. Like it'd be moon landing. It, it would be, uh, a, uh, 
some sort of simulator that allowed me um, to pilot a vessel from Earth to the moon. Um, I've already got I, one of the games that I'm playing on a eh, occasional basis is uh, Surviving Mars. Sure, that's a great but, game. But that that game really is more like um, it's 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 not a simulator. It's a it's a it's, strategy game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's a strategy game. It's it's uh, Sim City on Mars. So would you prefer? Um, so you're talking something that you, for your moon landing, you'd want the the VR experience, right? I would want the VR experience. I yeah. would be in a ship, landing on the moon, and then interacting with the as it could be Mars as far as that goes, uh, but it would be landing on a planet, developing the resources, um, and doing things of that nature. Um, that would be my ideal game. That that would be. Uh, I have dreamt of going into space my whole life. Uh, I I was born just before the last of the moon landings. Yep. And I have been a space case ever since. And, I hear you. Um, you know, so to do something along those lines, where I could interact with a ship, a a, a planetary surface, um. And imagine that I'm doing that, which at one point in my life, I was planning on being an astronaut. I wanted to be, uh, in fact, if the, uh, if the uh, International Space Station ever needed a chaplain. There you go. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Okay, that's very uh, that's very cool. So my say. last question, I, don't, I, I, I actually, that was going to be my last question, but that made me think. As far as if you like the the whole sim experience, um, and you're gonna and you're gonna do this game, do you want uh, Ready Player One type experience? You know, putting on the goggles and and the and the, the gloves, or would you rather have the holodeck from Star Trek? If you could, and and both, you know, peak of technology or three, both. the Matrix. <laughs> Where, right. you plug, where you plug in? Not There's the no Matrix. physical movement. Nope, 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 nope. No <laughs> plugins. Nope, nope. That's okay. That's so, my Luddite uh, experience there. No, no, no plugins. But Ready um, Player One versus Holodeck. Good question. I'd go. I with don't holodeck. even know if I know. I, I'd go I with Holodeck. Like... You know why? Why? Because you can move around. With, yeah. With Ready that, Player that One, you're restricted compelling. to. The, yeah, you're restricted I, I have that to area. agree with you, Phil. I think that would be compelling. If if we're talking any possibility, you know, um, even if it's just you know the Microsoft Hololens, which is augmented reality, which you you can see into the world, but you're seeing additional things, you know, which would be kind of a hybrid of the of the VR headset and the holodeck experience. Um, I think that would be compelling. Some something that made me feel like I was actually in, you know, because Elite Dangerous, you're seated on a cock in in a cockpit, and you're interacting with the ship. Um, that type of a game, if you could interact with the environment around you, that would be awesome. awfully sweet. I th yeah, I th you know what I think? I, I I feel like we will progress. I th I think what's going to happen is the v and I know there's new VR technology coming out and as that pushes 
But I feel like the ultimate goal, though, is much like the Matrix as far as maybe you don't plug in, but maybe you have some type of circuitry or whatever that just connects and it just transforms your current consciousness or what you think is consciousness into a different, you know, as far as a computer world. I feel like that's really what VR is trying to do because ultimately the experience is to immerse you so much that you don't know the difference between or that it's you're able to have that experience without physically having to move. I feel like that's where it's going to go in our lifetimes or at least, you know, Uh, Darren's lifetime. You could very well be right. You could be very well right. I like uh, I like MP's answer the the best. He he goes with Ready Player One because uh, it doesn't break down every other episode and try and kill everybody. It's true. It's you know, true. I always wondered that about the holodeck. Like they had so many episodes like that. Like you know, somebody's got to go back to the drawing board here. But anyway, uh, Father Bill, it's been an extreme pleasure. It, it has been for many years having you in the community, and uh, we're very happy to have you here today and, and be able to profile you well, a little thank bit. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And of course, for those that are listening, make sure to go check him out at twitch.tv forward slash father underscore Bill. And he has got all of his other information down below his stream. So make sure to check that as well. Uh, Father Bill, it's always been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of the community, but also being a supporter of us here for a very long time. Uh, yeah. It always amazes we me. We appreciate like, it. It's years. He's He's about to hit his five-year mark. As Dude, a time has gone by so fast. Sheesh, man. So thank you. Um, is there any last uh, things you'd like to tell everybody out there? Any last thank comments? Thank you. Thank you. It has been an incredible journey. It continues to be, and I look forward to it being uh, part of my life, and I hope to be part of yours for many years yet to come. Awesome. Uh, this podcast is supported by you, the viewers. Again, please consider supporting us in a variety of ways. You can become a sub to the channel. You can become one of our patrons. Uh, also, make sure to check out our store as well. We'll have these links in the description down below as well. And of course, if you are going to be shopping on Amazon, speaking of which, I know a lot of you guys are because the new AMD GPUs, CPUs, and motherboard and all that are hitting and uh, the results look pretty good. That's another thing we didn't talk about was that tech. Uh, but some of you guys are going to be upgrading so again, if you want to support the channel uh, passively, uh, use our link and we get kickbacks when you guys buy stuff. So we'd appreciate that. Thanks. Absolutely. And also be sure to check out our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Check us out on Twitch at NGNGTV, YouTube at NoGutsNoGalaxyTV, Twitter at NoGutsNoGalaxy, Facebook at NoGutsNoGalaxy Podcast, SoundCloud at NoGutsNoGalaxy. And for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts and mugs, be sure to check out NoGutsNoGalaxyStore.com. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, MechWarriors. He's a little slow on the drop, but he got it. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin. But there is more with it.
You probably thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever 